0: Hello and welcome to a committed live podcast. I'm your host Joe Stickle, and this week we are going to uh, focus on some of my reflections about loss and losing loved ones, and how uh, you can turn that into a, a positive experience. So this week I struggled with my topics, and I went back and forth several times on what I was going to talk about, and. One to focus on. And it wasn't until maybe mile nine of my race on Saturday when I was starting to enter a bit of the uh, discomfort <laughs> as I was trying to push just a little bit harder to finish a little bit faster. And as I the discomfort ratchet, ratcheted up, I really began to think about what I wanted to talk about, what became clear to me. And I don't know why these things pop in my head when they do, but they do. So I felt like I needed to share this and, uh, you know, it's, it's something that's kind of near and dear to my heart and it took, it took me a lot of time to, um, really recognize the benefits in this. So I seem to get a lot of my ideas when I'm in the most discomfort and I want, and and I'm in some dark places. And, uh, when I was in this discomfort Saturday, I started thinking about this loss of family members and friends and, and how those losses uh, made profound impacts in my life. And I, I've learned the process uh, or to process death in a much different way than probably most people um, I know. I believe loss is a time for celebration and growth, and, and most people have feelings of sadness or anger or loneliness or even guilt, and they hang on to it for a long time. And the longer I've gone on in life, the more uh, I take that in just a different way. I don't express uh, those kind of moments really in tears like I, I used to. I, I really um, just approach them in a matter-of-fact way. And it doesn't mean I don't have compassion about death or, or loss. Or It just means that I use that situation to better myself rather than to pull me down. And so, um, you know, I, I think <laughs> a lot of people would think this is, uh, you know, if they felt the way that I feel or handled death the way that I feel that, that something is wrong with me. I think, um, fortunately, I'm married to a woman that understands that that uh, my lack of maybe emotion to a degree uh, is not a negative. It's just how I deal with it. So, this approach started for me about the age of seven when my father passed away. My father had been in a motorcycle accident. And he was set to come home after a surgery, and uh, I remember my mom and my sister left, and I, they left me at a house full of. I think my grandma might have been there, but but a lot of our my our family friends were there, and um, they left. So uh they were gonna be bringing my dad home that day after a surgery and during his surgery a massive blood clot killed him and my mother and my sister come home and i see a man that's with them, kind of through uh the curtains a little bit um and uh i think it's my dad and i said he's my dad's coming and uh they said really and i i said yeah he's wearing a tie well i'm which I thought was odd. Um, my dad didn't wear ties very often, except for big events at work. And and somebody said, "Well, your dad didn't. Your mom didn't take a tie for your dad to wear." And then they came through, and it was with the pastor. And uh, I I kind of thought that's weird. Where's my dad? You know, I don't I don't understand. So my mom quickly grabbed me and took me into her bedroom and told me that that my dad had passed and told me the news and. Um, you know, on that day, grief, anger, and sadness pretty much controlled me and did for, for a number of years. I mean, my dad was my best friend. You know, I was seven. He was my hero. He was my, he was my dude. He told me my, the best bedtime stories. He, you know, he was playing catch with me. He was, um, just fun. You know, I I, I love my dad. I loved his voice and, and talking to him and Um, I just looked up to him. And, um, you know, it was was a soul-crushing moment. I mean, just soul-crushing. And that loss taught me about moving forward, taking nothing for granted, never missing an opportunity to tell people that you love them. It it also created a situation where I put unrealistic expectations on myself to be what my father would have wanted or what I thought my father would have wanted. You know, I'm seven years old. I think I got to be... You know this man of the house or or whatever i felt like i um you know everything i did for a long time i thought well would i made my dad proud and and would you know is this as good as what he would have done And, and i'm and that became a problem in my life and one of the reasons why later in life i you know gained so much weight and was so heavy and it was a processing thing but the older i got the more i recognized that these experiences um of death weren't about fair or unfair. You know, a lot of people would say your dad died when you were seven. That's freaking unfair, you know. But it it was an uncomfortable event, but I can say I wouldn't be strong enough to be where I am today without this happening. And that's where kind of a lot of this reflection went was I started thinking about the loss of people in my life and wow, you know, I learned this from, from the loss of this person or that person and and I'm stronger because of it or um, you know, I really th- honed in on would I have as good a life today had I not had these events happen? And I really don't think I would have. I, I think that things happen, you know, for a reason. I, I don't even think you have to assign who makes those things happen. I just feel that they, they happen for a reason. So um, the, the older I got, the more I recognized that, you know, I'm going to be okay when death happens. So, fast forward about 12 years to my father's death and I found myself sitting in a car with my grandmother and I was a sophomore in college. My grandpa was was really sick. Um he was he was not doing well and uh I had been driving my grandma back and forth uh you know, it was, I think it was during Christmas break maybe. And I've been driving her back and forth to the hospital. Um, Because my grandfather was there, he wasn't doing well. And uh, my grandma had stepped, actually had stepped out of the room. This is Before this, you know, rewind, I was in the room with my grandfather and my grandmother had stepped out, I think, to go get something to eat. You know, we were, you know, he was talkative. It seemed to be doing better, but his body was struggling. The doctor came in and just said, you know, I need to tell someone he's he's probably not going to make it much longer um he's just fighting too much and um he's probably not gonna make it much longer in the next couple of days you know my grandpa wasn't he we thought he was doing better because he was he was having more lucid moments and and he was a um seemed to be getting along better but he really wasn't i think we were just hoping but you know his, his body wasn't just was just not strong enough to move on i mean it just wasn't strong enough to make it and i wasn't even 20 yet and i'm telling a lady that i love as much as i love my own mother um a lady that i'd respected that was you know had raised children and and uh sent a child off to war and that you know her husband's journey was was ending like this was it and and that we needed to try to get a hold of people um to let them come in and say goodbye and uh Boy, that had a profound effect on how I delivered bad news in the future, and how to be strong yet gentle, and honest but kind. And uh, you know, we we passed when he passed. There was even less tears and and emotion. I had learned to focus on the uh, tears and emotion. There was less of it, and I learned to focus on the memories we created and, and the lessons that he had taught me. You know, I, I remember probably about the only time I cried was when we met with the pastor to talk about him, and I got choked up then because I, I really began to see the profound um, influence that he had on, on my life. Even though my grandpa wasn't a big talker, like he like, um, but he shared a lot of important lessons with me. So about 20 years later, um, I lost my mother. And uh, due to cancer, and so she was my biggest fan, my number one confidant, my biggest mentor. She she raised me predominantly on her own, um, with the help of of some family members. But um, you know, she never remarried uh, after my father died. And um, you know, I, I when I found out the news, I, I don't think I shed a tear. Um, I used to think that was weird and even felt uh, tremendous guilt about it. But I realized quickly that in her, that her life was not about her death. And, and that was a transformative moment. Her life was not about her death. It was about her gifts. It was about those gifts where, um, that, that she shared with us. This was my opportunity, the opportunity to make sure that her passions and knowledge and love and character, her integrity, were passed on to other people you know my my family members were able to hear these things and see these things my grandchildren I was going to be able to pass that those things on to her and it had taken me until my late 30s to really grasp the importance of loss of a loved one and, and and or a friend you know the the collective experiences of loss could have broken me you know especially when they happened when I was so little started when I was young Uh, They could have destroyed me, but, um, and there were times, I mean, don't get me wrong, when I was lost in self-pity, there were times when I sought comfort in food and in booze and yes, I was destructive and needed to be, uh, And I I was destructive and I needed to not, I needed to, um, what's I'm looking for here, I need to release some of that stuff, but I, I had to learn at these experiences, what what these experiences were doing for me. And I don't think we're always mature enough when we're younger to do that. But instinctively, our body and our mind kind of takes over and, and helps us adjust to those things. We just don't have the reflective nature like we do when we're, you know, late in life. We're in our 40s or midlife, whatever. And I learned strength in adversity and I learned triumph over Negative coping mechanisms. I learned to keep moving no matter what lies before me. I learned the richness of the lives of others were inside of us forever. Uh, and they had shared their best with us. And I needed to do the same. You know, I needed to do the same. I, I, I really think I view death as an opportunity to learn and grow and to pay homage to those that touched our lives. I, I, I really do feel that that way, um, you know, looking back on different people, looking back on students I've lost over the years, um, athletes that have passed away that I coached and how they're, you know, the things that they stood for did. I, I think I carry with me and, and those lessons come back to my students and my friends and my family. And the biggest thing I've learned from loss of of my parents and grandparents was invest your time in the people that make you feel good. Don't expend the energy that you have or the time that you have into people if they don't bring out the best in you. And, you know, this goes back a little bit to what I had talked about earlier. I I think maybe in in my podcast a week or two ago and then in some of my daily messages, and that is, you know, you, you want to have your life's board of directors. And um, I really think that that helps solidify that in my mind a little bit. So this approach can be a lonely one at times. And I've I found it difficult to make and keep friends because I just don't want to spend my time on people who aren't living some version of a life of improvement and growth. I refuse to put myself in situations with people I don't share similar visions with. And that, even in its own right, can create some some issues at times, right? I feel like, you know, there's like I gave up drinking a few years ago, and and, uh, or um, just certain attitudes or approaches on life. If I I just won't be around people that I don't feel can do that or or that feel that that those things are vital to. To them, like uh, it's in a direct conflict, right? Uh, and especially if I'm not invested. So uh, I'm kind of rambling here and getting off base, but uh, I, I guess through the loss of these people and through my approach uh, of uh, really living that committed life and living a life where. Um, People matter. I've I've really learned to cut out those people that that, that just don't provide that same kind of growth and improvement and focus and version of a life of getting better. So, you know, the big picture is waiting for loss to occur and then focusing on the negatives and the pity and the pain does not honor those that we have lost or make things better for us, you know, I they just don't. So, you know, I, I really have an approach where I limit myself to just a few moments of feeling sad or angry and I leave it behind. And I start reflecting on how I can improve and grow from my experience. You know, and this may seem callous, but you know, I really believe that you've gotta let it go and then just move forward. I, I was watching a, a documentary on Vol uh, State, this, this race across uh, Tennessee. It's, I think it's 314 miles, and um, it's, it's a brutal, very difficult event. And um, it's in the heat of the summer. I mean, it's just difficult, and it is, can be brutal with the conditions they have. And a guy said, you know, I, I, my feet hurt so bad and we and we stopped and rested in the hotel room one evening. And when I left, I decided I was going to leave my pain back at the hotel room. And I really believe when people pass that pain that we have, I like to leave it behind, I leave it where I heard it. I don't take it with me to other places. You know, because at this point, I am going to focus on honoring them, but also living my best life based on the things I learned from them and the experiences I had. So I can say certainly this approach does give me power over a situation that could cripple me. It isn't the only way. I mean, I'll be honest with you and, and may not be the best way, but it works for me and it gives me strength to move on. Now, for so long in my life, I didn't have the strength or commitment to be disciplined enough to overcome these hardships. But one, uh, but once I became committed, regardless of how I felt, I began to have the results of my life that I deserved. As I finished my race on Saturday, I was well into mile 10, and in the home stretch, I had a burst of energy and a huge smile on my face, Because I realized that these moments of loss made me strong enough to finish the race I was in that day. It made me strong enough to finish with confidence. It gave me a strength that was built through the lessons I learned through the people who have impacted my life that are no longer with us. So, have a great week. And remember, when your commitment is greater than your feelings get results.